And we're back. Episode 66? 66. Oh, shit. Mario and me. Super Mario. I don't know any other 66s. Josh Hosang. Oh, yeah? Is he? Well. I guess he had that thing where he wanted to be 66. And he's representing Canada in the Olympics right now. Which is a very quiet Olympics, actually. I haven't watched any of the, the, the hockey. Just, dude. Well, hockey, I catch it here and there, but I guess I don't, I'm not following as much as I thought I'd be compared to like the summer one that just happened last year. Mm-hmm. That one seemed to have a lot more like hype to it. There's a lot more heroic stories coming out of it, like uh, Maggie McNeil and um, was it Penny Alexiak? Yeah. Um, a part of it is probably the political stance of this Olympics too, right? Like Canada didn't send any diplomats. You know, they, you think so? You you think there's like a huge, you know, like a hush, right? Correlation to it. I, I do feel like it. I mean, obviously, the topics we're going to talk about later on, the government has their hands full, like domestically, with some stuff, right? So, yeah, they're not talking about the Olympics every chance they get. True, we're not seeing any happy tweets from JT. Yeah, congratulating our athletes. Yeah, which. Metalized. Apparently, they're they're doing pretty well. Are they like just oh. checking the table? They're like twelve, or, like they have twelve medals or something. One gold, so gold counts not as much. But then when I checked it yeah. out, it was I was surprised. Like even the U.S. weren't was in like top five. Oh, it was like Norway, China, I guess like Russia or something like that. Oh. So surprising, surprising Olympic standings there. Yeah, I haven't checked out too much. I watched a little bit of the luge. Yeah. Uh, had the misfortune of turning it on during the hockey game breaks and it was curling. <laughs> it was men's curling too. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Nothing to look at, but yeah. Um, the Olympics is what it is. It's kind of like you're hearing about China hosting the Olympics, the whole political situation with China. I don't know. Seeing a bit ridiculous stuff out there about you know some of the facilities and some of the meals people are getting yeah that one's like ski jump that's like beside a nuclear power plant yeah yeah it's kind of weird i'm only judging off of some of the off-handed media stuff i see i'm really not paying attention to these games yeah yeah i guess you're you're seeing like the 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 one that you're referring to where it's like the big you know ski jumps or yeah. whatever Right beside, like, the nuclear plant. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there must be a huge push on, like, the uranium or nuclear side of things right now mm-hmm. to get, like, a better better look. Because I'm hearing a lot more parties coming out mm-hmm. saying nuclear is probably the way of the future Yeah, in, in terms of, like, energy, right? Because it actually, there's no emission to it. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, like the uh, well, like the waste, right? Like emission, as in there's no CO two. Yeah. Um, compared to like coal burning, and then and what solar and wind, there's like an issue with that, like storing it or using it uh, on time, kind of stuff. Um, there's other funny technology that mm. I stumble across on my YouTube rabbit holes, where it's like f- they have like multiple mirrors shining, like collecting like the sunlight and like. Mm-hmm focusing it on one particular spot and it creates like in, enough like energy mm-hmm. to heat up like rocks or, or whatever and they sell it back as helium but um or hydrogen hydrogen cell or whatever mm-hmm. so but i don't know man it feels like nuclear there's been a lot of like pr in, in the articles like the big art of big uh, magazines saying like nuclear might be the way to, to go because like the energy that the waste density mm-hmm. compared to like the the amount of energy it releases is actually, yeah. you know, the differential is like crazy. So it's actually much, it's like worth it. So do you think China is like pushing or promoting their ambition in that category? Cause like, there's no way they allow that aerial shot of that facility. Well, China like, is one of those, like they're showing it, right? Yeah. yeah. Like there's no sugar coat in it. It's no, like, it's right beside it. There's not. And like they, China has a couple ambitions. So the one that you mentioned that I didn't know about is the nuclear ambition, the nuclear energy. The other one is they really want to get people involved in winter sports. They want to get millions of people involved in like skiing and snowboarding you and mean, all those. China, they they have an ambition to get people involved in winter sports, whether they want to or not. I don't know. <laughs> but that's the push behind them having these games. 
mm-hmm. and they're trying to get people to be interested and get into winter sports. I don't know how far they're going to push. I mean, I don't know what's what's like the guarantee. What's advantage? Domination in sports. <laughs> they already do well in you know summer Olympics, right? So gymnastics and all those uh, sports, swimming, diving, um, racket sports. They want to get more domination in winter sports. Yeah, I mean. They created all this fake snow, right? Yeah. Um, it's not just to show off their country. It's to get people inspired by these games. Like, the same, same, same way that Canada would have the same ambition, right? Yeah, I guess like except, 2010, right? Except that Canada already kind of has people in, involved in it. But China has like kind of a, a leap to go to get people involved in winter sports. I think they're really making a strong push. Okay. But I just don't see it. It's such a old school kind of thinking like i would mm-hmm. dominate but maybe that's what it is now right because there's just like a physically showing that yeah your own country has like physical specimen that's comparable mm-hmm. against the world I, I don't see what other advantage there is like you're just flexing yeah i mean half of the shit that goes on these days is just flexing without actual armed conflict happening yeah cold war Right now, you know, it's a time period where even the U.S. is not involved in any armed conflict, which is... That, that you know... Should, that should we knock public. on wood? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they have shit that, that they're running CIA stuff down deep in the jungle or, you know, whatever it is that no one knows. Influencing foreign elections and all that kind of stuff. Maybe dealing with, you know, sending... Freedom convoy fighters to Canada. It's it's quite possible, and you know that that stuff's been going on here for the last few weeks as well, right? Like, That's been the some of the some of the craziest like headlines I've ever seen was that uh, Jack Meat saying mm-hmm. saying that we need an emergency uh, discussion about this because we have foreign influences. I don't know how deep you're talking about like foreign influencers. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's foreign funding, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know the extent of which the organized groups that are have orchestrated the convoy. So the convoys in Ottawa, the convoy that came to Toronto. Yeah. There's mini convoys all over the country. Blocking. One that's blocking the Ambassador Bridge in Windsor. Yeah. Right. I don't know the level of which they have, you know, bad actors from the States or other places that are orchestrating it. It doesn't resemble January 6th, you know, the the Capitol Hill riots. It doesn't resemble it. It's not the same. They tried to hype it up like that, right? They tried to say yeah. this violence can happen. Yeah, because they're all talking. And the whole thing is always showing those signs like F. Trudeau. Um, and they're always playing on that fear of, like, uh, they're trying to overthrow the government. I'm like, yeah, you know what? There's There's definitely people there thinking that that shit will happen. They want it to happen. Like it's a, it's a big big difference. The people that showed up at the Capitol on January sixth, they fucking they went in the building, they made it happen, right? Well, they didn't win, but like <laughs> they got access to the building. This is a bit different. I didn't hear any reports of anyone trying to storm anything, right? Okay. Like yeah, okay. Well, dial that back. We'll hold that thought first. January sixth came and passed. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure we've seen some tweets or like uh, that whole day because it's almost like. You know, it's been a year since, you know, the uproar, mm-hmm. right? you know, the U.S. almost got overturned, you know, like everyone was hyping it up. It's like yeah. everyone got so emotional and, and it was like it was 9-11. Yeah. And now they're using that as like a, their new 9-11, right? Like yeah. every January 6th, we're going to remember. Remember what? Like a bunch of people walking in there. Yeah. Past the red barrier. They didn't know what to do when they got in there. Right. <laughs> like. It's like when when you go into a museum and you see like that red velvet rope, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to cross it. Yeah. Once you cross it, you get in there. You're like, well, this is it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you know all that stuff was unfortunate. People did lose their lives that day, which is unfortunate. But you know, nothing similar happened here. I think you know when you have such a large group, you have various extremes in that group. Yeah. Right. Um, you had that group that was not backing down. Right, that group that said F Trudeau, they actually did want like the government to like step down or resign or yeah. like someone else to take power. There's still a section of people in that group that want this to happen. Yeah. There's no way it's going to happen. 
right? But they will, they said they will not leave until it happens. Yeah. And I think the update today, and I might be wrong, but they're being ushered out. I think they're, they might be out of Ottawa, if I'm not mistaken, and out of the Ambassador Bridge area. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Why? Because there's like been, been talks between, what, Trudeau? Yeah. I don't know if Trudeau's involved, to be honest. Like, he stayed pretty hands-off. Like, he's, he's basically said, he said his piece, but he's not at the table, right? I think it's, it's up to, like, the premiers, right? Yeah. In which case, we, you know, we were going to be doomed because our premier went uh, snowmobiling. <laughs> um, but I think they're out of that danger area right now. So they were in Ottawa for a bunch of time, causing a disruption to people. Yeah. You know, honking horns and, yeah. like, people can't sleep and shit. Um, Ambassador Bridge was a big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah. Because they were blocking auto parts. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of strange how it happens, right? Like, you're shutting down small businesses. You're keeping people awake. Oh, no, we'll let you continue. Yeah. You're shutting down GM and Toyota. All right, we're going to step in now. We're going we're gonna to make sure that you're, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's not you know a power play by government you know because ford was announcing over the weekend it's a state of emergency Mm -hmm. like really my life hasn't been disrupted by this yeah i think you know we're we're really far away from it um i do have to say i was downtown on 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 friday and i was telling sarah i'm like i didn't notice a heavy police presence mm -hmm. like on every single corner yeah in the core because I, when I was walking from the parking lot to the restaurant, I was just like, "Whoa!" I'm like, "What's going on?" Like, mm-hmm. I haven't been down here in forever. It's quite it's, it's empty by like a Friday standard. Yeah. And then every single corner, I guess, is like homeless tents and then and mm-hmm. then police officers. They're trying to keep them. They're trying to keep any potential protests out of downtown. And you know, to the Toronto police's credit, they did a good job of controlling that shit. Yeah. For Toronto. <laughs> a different set of situation, obviously, in Ottawa. Like, they had no control over it. It got way out of control, and it was too late for them to do anything. They were unprepared. <laughs> yeah, do, do you think they, they didn't believe there's, there were going to be, like, that many truckers showing up? I, don't, I honestly believe they didn't know what was going to happen. Like, they knew the truckers were on their way there. They <laughs> yeah. just, I don't think they knew or could quantify the level of disruption it was going to cause. Yeah. They're like, oh, some trucks are on their way? Ah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it happened, and then they caught caught with their pants down. It was over. Yeah, they, the honk, and you see all those like residents like freaking out. Yeah, and they said there was no policing solution to the problem. I mean, once the trucks are there, there's no, there really is no policing solution. Yeah, you got you up can't the move barrier. the trucks. You got to put up the barrier ahead of time. Right, and Toronto learned that lesson, uh, and you know controlled it quite well. I don't know what Windsor was doing. I mean, I'll give these guys credit. Like I've seen, I saw them in their press conference. Yeah, they look pretty unprofessional. Like, just who are these guys? Like, well, when you say unprofessional, you you expect them to be like in at least a white shirt and a, a sports a sports coat. I'm not even talking about how they dress. It's just their whole demeanor. They're saying, you know, we don't even want to talk to Trudeau. Like, we want a coalition between like NDP, like Block, and all these guys. Like, <laughs> that's those, never going to happen. Those people are never going to talk to each other. First <laughs> yeah. of all, but like, I just think their demands were kind of ridiculous. Like they don't have any authority. You can't just demand to speak to like all these leaders. And then you speak to them. I don't know. No one knows who you are. Who are, who is that? Who was that guy in the press conference? Who are these guys? Okay. They they did not deserve the legitimacy, right? How many, how many seats do you think they would win if there's an election right now and they ran as a party? As a party? Would they have more seats than PPC? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No. I don't, uh, I don't know. Like, who's on? Okay, their... well, well, yeah. It depends on like, like the candidates that that, that they got. They got to right? pick someone who can speak. Because like, friggin' NDP used to just drop in like bartenders mm-hmm. to to fill spots because they, they don't have enough people. And they, they would, like, and they would win. Yeah, right. And they had that whole thing where it's like, shit, we gotta like give a crash course because we have so many rookie rookie MPs. Was that in the days of Jack Layton? Yeah, it was. It was his yeah. last hurrah. I mean, they had a charismatic leader. People would have voted for him for them, right? I don't know. I think I think that group did have an image problem. Uh, this convoy. Um, it's pe- easy, right? The it's people a- they chose to represent them weren't great. And I'm not saying that you know we should shade it. Oh, you know the red, they're the rednecks, the truckers. They don't know what they're they're talking about. But just because 
you're occupying a certain area and you're causing kind of a disruption doesn't grant you an audience with like the governor general. They want to speak to the governor general. <laughs> well, at the same time, like if they're the one that's delivering the goods into into the country, yeah, and they're saying, you know, you, they have clips of Trudeau early mm-hmm. on saying like, you know, like truck drivers are our heroes because they're yeah. the one traveling between places and they're they're getting in contact and with with all these people during COVID, mm-hmm. and now when everything's kind of changed, they're getting kind of targeted, I guess, in, in a sense, because they feel like unfairly targeted that they have to take, that there's a mandate for it on them to take it, right? Yeah. I think, obviously, with the truckers, I think because 90% of truckers are, are vaccinated, right? It's only this 10%, this outlier 10%. Yeah. And let's just say this is only like 1% of that you know group mm-hmm. that's out on these, these protests. Um, I will give them credit, and I, you know, I mentioned this already. I didn't mention why I'm giving them credit. I don't know if they're they're brilliant tacticians. I mean, sieges have been around for you know centuries, <laughs> right? They did a good job, at least at the Ambassador Bridge, of putting pressure. They did a good job in Ottawa, putting pressure. They got there. They caused a disruption. They got some things. I want to say they got some things expedited. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As much as I hate to say their tactics worked, they picked the right places to go. Yeah. Right? To get things done. Yeah. They got, like, a couple of uh, provinces to, like, lift all the restrictions. Yeah. No matter what those provinces say, they lifted it because of that pressure. Right? And I don't know if if Justin Trudeau or Doug Ford can bend. You know Doug Ford's way but. For Doug Ford to win, he has to turn turn this thing around, mm-hmm. where he drops all the restriction earlier than yeah. than the required or recommended. But was like it? Liberal and like NDP Ontario, just been kind of pushing for like you know triple vaccine mandates, yeah. you know passports, you know LCBO or like weed stores, mm-hmm. or they're they're slowly taking away. It could be like a Canadian Tire or Walmart next, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, and it just leaves it down to like just uh, what. Um, Grocery stores, but was it ever about those restrictions? Because again, those people are wanting Trudeau to step down. They want to replace the government, right? And again, that might be a small portion of the group that has those goals in mind. But they said they are not going to leave until yeah. those things happen, and that, that ain't going to happen. You're, they're delusional, yeah. From that respect, I don't know. But they didn't. They never won the public support battle, and they, at, to be honest, they didn't need it. You don't. Th- they you just don't- had to put pressure on the government. Yeah, and that's exactly what they did because they were trying to get the public support. I think there's actually probably a lot more people that are closeted supporters. Yeah, of like not not specifically for the truckers, the mandate against the truckers in particular. Yeah, but more so overall the encompassing thing. It's a it's a COVID movement mm-hmm. push now for. The general public. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying because they kind of position it where it's like it's about freedom and having the liberty, right? Yeah. And at this point, it, it's true. Like, if the government keeps telling you we're doing things because we, we go by the data mm-hmm. and the science, but if the science is actually coming out and the data is coming out and telling you that it's actually, you know, you don't have to have all these restrictions in place. You don't have to. There's really no point in having this this vaccine mandate because like these vaccine shots are outdated right now because yep. it's not the same strain mm-hmm. the data points to if you're double vax already then you're gonna be if you get it you're gonna get it but you're gonna be okay yeah like nine like in the high 90s mm-hmm. you're gonna be fine you're not gonna need to be hospitalized or whatever and i think a lot of the science is pointing towards that you got who saying um you know, mandates or whatever, or travel, you don't really need to. If you're mm-hmm. already double vax, it's yeah. fine. But like Canada is still like very restrictive in yes. that sense. Yes. Um, not compared to like Australia, but you know, we're still very, fairly restrictive. There's other countries in the world that's kind of like in Austria, for example, they're going with full out like passports and mm-hmm. it's a mandate. Like if you don't take it, then you don't get, like if you're not vaccinated, you don't get to go anywhere. Yeah. Like that, that, that is kind of extreme, right? Yeah. It's a patchwork approach. Uh, different countries trying out different things. Um, you know, not 
all so no country really knows the proper path towards success. Canada's playing it so much on the safe side. Um, Yet, but we'll, it has to be mentioned that like we're also the, if not like top three, mm-hmm. we're probably the top vaccinated country in the world. By one, top, like, we're one of them, yeah, yeah. for sure. No, it, it is it is kind of interesting the, the position that the government is in, right? Like if you speak to anyone, people are like, "Oh, they didn't do that great of a job." I think they've done a decent job of controlling it, but you know now we're two years, almost two years in to the mm-hmm. whole pandemic. Things are winding down. Whether you like it or not, people are kind of getting tired of it. Yeah. Right? It's hard. The truckers picked the right time. Yeah. The right time to kind of seize on the public sentiment because, you know, I know I'm tired of all this. Yeah. Right? I played by the rules. Mm-hmm. I got three shots. You know, I adhered to all the closings, disrupted lives, whatever. I don't know what they could tell me that would make me want to be in favor of more restrictions yeah or longer well, what could they tell me right that and the fact that like you know people who had first-hand experience with it yeah at this point and a lot of people that would have been like super careful and super scared and they still get it yeah because that's just life you're you, what are you going to do you're not going to be able to outrun this like luckily for you and i we've been close calls but we've never had that incident where like close family members well actually no we'll take that back yeah. like uh us we, we yeah. never got it right it's yeah like two two years yeah so we followed everything i don't see why you have to do m- more but i i get it it's almost like it's hard to accept because when you see like youtube videos or whatever saying like this is pointed towards this direction mm-hmm. and why canada all this restriction you kind of start thinking, am I in a freaking conspiracy loop? You know what? You raise a good point. The older I get, like, we used to be in a time when the news was the news, right? You took it at face value. Oh, CBC, they're so respectable. Or you listen to CNN. CNN, they're the trusted voice of news. Yep. Now it's like, which side is correct? Or how much of the truth is each quote-unquote side telling me? Yeah. And I'm not trying to, like, run down my conspiracy brain. Right, because everyone used to remember we. Everyone used to always laugh at Fox News. Oh, they're ridiculous. Yeah, look at this story they're telling us. Yeah. But we live in a very liberal society, mm-hmm. especially in you know big city, a big metropolitan city in a more liberal country. Yeah, right. Part of what the story that they're telling has got to be the truth, right? Yeah. Part of what you know the liberal news stations and newspapers are telling you is the truth. But, like, where do we draw the line on each side, right? I, I don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah. I don't, is, this how, like, is this how you start down the path of conspiracy, where you start to question all the sources that are thrown at you, and you now you start to look for your own sources? Yeah. Right? I don't know. <laughs> save me. Save me. I don't know. Like, yeah. it's, am I getting news from Rus- Russell Brand? Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> like his his take is the most reasonable one. Like you can't really say he he's in favor of the uh, the the trucker convoy, like yeah. the move the movement of it, right? Um, but you can't you can't say he's like a right like conservative. That guy's like no. so left. He's left, but his brain is also cooked on all those drugs he's been on. Yeah, but the, don't don't <laughs> let that. <laughs> that's another time. That's an, like like another yeah. story. I've, <laughs> I, I've been reading this book. Um, uh, a quick sidetrack mm-hmm. this book about uh a professor in, in columbia university that does mm-hmm. like this uh like he's the head of a department of drug and psychology mm-hmm. he's just saying like a lot of studies comes out saying like all these like drug uses uh, like cooking brains is actually very false mm-hmm. it's like there might be changes but that that's within the range of variability yeah that's accept- acceptable so just because it's like you know, 0.5% of a difference. Mm-hmm. People like overstate it and they just, you know, turn it into a headline. Like, you know, people doing, you know, marijuana are doing meth or cocaine. Yeah. Smaller brains. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I guess so. If it's like 0.5% smaller. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not. Anyway. Um, yeah. Like, like it's just like Russell Brand's the one who's kind of siding it, but he's taking it more of like a, a liberty stance, like showing mm-hmm. like at what point, do we recognize like 
the liberal government at this point is almost running a position where it's like their power. It's like, you got to listen to what we do. Mm -hmm. And that's the scary thing. Like you don't want to go and be like, Hey, you don't want to be coin a conspiracist. Yeah. But at the same time, when you look at it, you got to call like a spade a spade, even though it might be, you know, dressed nicer. (laughs) Yeah. Or a little bit like kind of presents a more liberal front. Yeah. But Hey, the dark side there's a dark side for for both sides anyways you know every now and then governments will come up with a way to kind of exert their control right like after 9-11 yep security and surveillance was never the same after that right it was all increased airport security all increased like even surveillance of people online Mm -hmm. got more intense um, surveillance out in public, the number of cameras they're putting everywhere. Things changed and they need, I feel like this event will change things well into the future as well. Yeah. Right. And it won't just be for COVID because COVID's, COVID's going to be endemic. It's going to be around, right? We might need occasional boosters every now and then, right? But I feel like things like vaccination status are going to be like, the next time something like this rolls around, or something even minor, because through our throughout our lives we've had what SARS, we've had swine flu, you know, avian yeah. flu. Everything's kind of we had like a bunch push. of stuff come up in like last whatever twenty years, for Dude, example. We, we've been really lucky. There might be another minor one coming up, say in like five years. Yeah, right. The level of panic that we had over this, and rightfully so, to Early an extent, on. Early right? On. Yep. I just can't imagine the next time something like this happens, what's going to, like, how they're going to react. Like, yeah. how it's going to happen. This is kind of like, they're already getting ready to kind of exert their power. Yeah. By everything that happened here. They will flex that power during that time. Yeah. And, and try to do it without question, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's true. Because, like, the number one thing with this whole passport thing that was debated on was... What's the sunset clause? Mm-hmm. When when it, when will it be withdrawn? Yeah. And right now it's almost to a point where if you're, it seems to be like policies or suggestions yeah. or hints from like the liberal government just saying like, hey, we got to extend it. Yeah. It might go triple dose. Mm-hmm. You, ha- you might have to keep like the passport. It's like, hold on. I didn't sign up. I didn't agree with the first, the first time. Sure. Like it made sense. Like when, yeah. you know, a year ago we wanted to get back to some, some form of normalcy. Mm-hmm. We we're willing to say, yes, let's do this passport thing. You know, if you're not vaccinated, sorry. At least you still got summer. You can yeah. be on the patio or whatever. That's fine. But when it's like wintertime, <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's not fair just because what makes this vaccine more important than another vaccine that was debated like years before yeah. COVID happened and all these people were allowed to live their lives. Mm-hmm. So I don't get it how those vaccine shots actually proves and they're actually used to save and protect younger, younger population, like kids in school Uh, from polio and like measles mm -hmm. and shit. But like, you know, why are we so adamant on this one? When these kids itself, anecdotally kids seems to have been fine. At least our our friends, kids, there's a few schools of thought here, right? Because we've never had something like this happen at this scale before, right? This level of contagion, across the entire globe well i think it's more more so in our lifetime i think maybe in 1918 no like my caveat is we've never had this happen with this level of technology that we have right this level of globalization that we have. you mean the ability to watch whatever someone is taught saying at live all at once right yes the ability to have all your thoughts collected online we have television all these different levels of media we have computer databases now. so Or can, ability for you to tweet and yeah. someone in friggin' like South Africa can yeah. tweet back at you. Yeah. Pretty much that too, right? We have not just television programs, but we have anyone can have their own radio program. Like Even us, us right? <laughs> like even, I mean, this is probably another topic that we were going to get to, right? But, you know, we never had this level of information being thrown out content it's just it's really hard for us to kind of acknowledge all those those medical measures that were put in place helped reduce the scale of what this thing was right so 
uh, physical distancing, um, all the vaccines yep. helped, um, you know, getting people to wear masks yep. helped as well, reduced this thing greatly to the point where a lot of us do take what happened for granted. All that stuff was effective. It, it, it worked in reducing this thing. Yep. We're reaching the point now where it's kind of time to move on. Right. But I think it really is the technology part that made this thing very difficult. Right. It did. I think every single generation probably would have its own difficulties. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Yeah. Like the ability to communicate with mm-hmm. each other is so fast. It's, it's great. You're able to share the data mm-hmm. and that's probably what like pushed like vaccine studies or whatever and being able to communicate all this stuff so much easier versus like, let's say a hundred years ago, which was probably the more, the one that's yeah. probably like more globally affected. 1918, yeah. you're, you're doing studies. You have different parts of like, you might have teams of like all these scientists doing yeah. their work, but they're not able to communicate. It would take you 20 it'll, years to develop the vaccine. It'll take forever just because send in your, your research for yeah. it to be published across mm-hmm. for other scientists to duplicate the results fucking, for you to be published. It's you, impossible. You're sending a pigeon and you're strapping that research to their leg and letting them fly. Right. It's, God, you don't even know like if that <laughs> fucking message is going to make it there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's <true>. like, <laughs> like long distance travel then is probably like killer. We take that for granted, yeah. right? The ability to tra- travel safely from one, one place mm-hmm. to another. The Titanic is the greatest ship of all time. Yeah, it's at the right. bottom preserved. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But um yeah, we take a lot of these stuff that we have for granted and but like you said, it, all those physical distance stuff it made sense in the mm. you know, first first year of the pandemic. Yeah. Just cuz we didn't know anything about it. You mm-hmm. know, it's scary, right? That that was the real fear cuz we didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And then it seemed like you know, obviously as time went by more people got it, which means chances of you knowing someone that got it mm-hmm. is greater and you hear their experience. And, you know, once you, once people have lived it, there's really nothing. If they realize there's really nothing to fear. Yeah. Then they're going to try and tell someone else like, Hey, I, I got it. I mean, it's bad, but it's mm-hmm. not like the worst time that I've ever had. Yeah. I don't even know the level of fear at which people really have. Like, I know I can get it. I know anything is possible. Right. I can get it and not be fine. Right? Well, like, okay, for example, like, I, I have family that would, like, see, you know, another family member, and they'll go into their house, mm-hmm. but everyone's still wearing a mask inside the house. Yeah. Like, that's a level of extreme. Like, what are we doing here? You're going there, you're visiting. I guess they're not eating, yeah. so then they don't have to take off the mask. Yeah. But what what is going on? <laughs> like, yeah. This shit is airborne. If you're willing to accept me into your house, yeah, then the risk is there. Like, don't put don't put on this mask. Yeah, the whole mask thing at this point it, it seems kind of crazy. You can go to a restaurant, sit yeah. down in your seat, and yeah. not wear a mask, but they already checked your vaccine. Yep. But you can't walk to the washroom without putting on your mask. Yeah. I'm like this. This whole it's, it's like a show. It's like a dance that you have to do. It does to feel be able like to participate. It does feel like make make believe land. Yeah, like right? pretend the floor is lava and then you're walking on like the, <laughs> yeah. the couch you're walking on the table right <laughs> covid takes a pause when you need to drink a beer yeah. at, a, at, a, at a game so you can take off your mask and drink your beer it is, it is crazy like i don't know the level of even with all this technology i don't know the level of research and information that's being passed back and forth because fuck you, you would have figured all these smart people in the world would have figured out like the way the yeah. way to do it and then pass that information on. It just, it seems like everyone is doing their own thing. Right. And people are just relying on like all these non-experts. Like, <laughs> you know I, what, you know what it is? Like it's book, like one line that I read, it's, it's just like a little knowledge mm-hmm. is a dangerous thing. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's really is. It's like me and you, we know a little bit. Thing. I think even though I, over the years we've kind of like toned it down, Knowing that, like, we don't know the whole thing, yeah. you can't go out and say like, "This is, this is the way." Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not it. It's what we know. Or what Dude, we learn, we just pass along. We've gotten older. Like, I was just telling someone, these two years, I've aged like a president in the White House for eight years. Like, you saw <laughs> the seen the pictures of like George Bush after eight years, Obama after eight years. Yeah. Just don't look the same, right? 
Like, I don't look the same after, like, two years. Like, hair is, like, turning all gray and shit. It's, yeah. it's just, like... Yeah, where, where, where I, I, is I, that I, two years? I don't think the same way anymore, right? Yeah. It's just... Yeah, I, I can't be going out with all this reckless talk. Um, <laughs> you know, like, whatever is happening right now, you know, with, like, someone like Joe Rogan, for example, whatever's happening to him, the mm-hmm. whole controversy around him... He's the reason why we're we're sitting here doing this today, right? Because we both we both were fans of Joe Rogan, yeah, right. We both like his interview style or his discussion style podcast. This is why we're doing it. You know, he had that Spotify deal. You know, he's had more creative direction, or not more creative direction. I think the exclusivity gave him a path towards like having the people that he wants on and all that kind of stuff, right? He's yeah. not relying on like sponsors now. He's has his own money from Spotify. So he's bringing on the Jordan Petersons, like the Ben Shapiro's, all those, all these guys on the guy's gotten in a lot of trouble yeah. for vaccine misinformation, not challenging his guests enough, letting his guests kind of yeah. say stuff and not challenging it. Cause he wants to get along. Well, I've listened to those, those pods, right. Or mm-hmm. those episodes. Yeah. Um, I don't know about vaccine misinformation Yeah, in terms of, um, you know, the one that keeps getting played back is always like the thing, the one where he he says like, you know, he first states that he he took the vaccine himself. He took mm-hmm. the J and J vaccine, mm-hmm. and then but he's at the same time it's like he's like if someone asked me if a twenty one year old should take the vaccine, and mm-hmm. a twenty one year old that's healthy mm-hmm. or in shape, like you know what we're saying, we're not talking about yeah. like it has to be completely like top A like. Mm-hmm. you know student athlete mm-hmm. but like someone that's in shape <laughs> like mm-hmm. not overly obese or obese kind of stuff you know maybe they're they're fine maybe it is mm-hmm. like maybe with with omicron yeah. it would have been fine now but you know delta or whatever or the original it, it was scary at that time but it yeah. wasn't that time and it's kind of true in, in a sense it's just maybe maybe someone that's 21 years old and in good health would have gotten it and would have been, you know, would have had to have a couple of shitty days. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're not on the deathbed. Yeah. And that would be, you know, nine times out of 10, you'd be fine. One time out of 10, you'd get sick. Yep. You know, 10% of those times, maybe you get majorly sick. Yeah. Right. So you keep like splitting it up. You have all these edge cases involved in there. Like Joe Rogan has an opinion. It's, it's basically an opinion program, yeah. right? I think where he gets in trouble is you know, he's entitled to his own opinion, mm-hmm. right? No one's taking advice from him or he's not telling people I, to do it. How do I phrase this? He's very inf- influential, right? Yeah. I mean, you've seen all the times people have tattooed his face on their body. Yes. Right. So there's people who, who believe his word as gospel. I don't believe I'm one of those people. Right, yep. I mean, he's a comedian. He's a you know M- MMA commentator and all that kind of stuff. But there's people who will believe him. I think the problem is with his experts. Like, I think he's bringing on these like edge case experts. Yeah, and he's not representing both sides. I think that's where he's really getting in trouble. I don't think he's getting in trouble for saying a 21 year old shouldn't take the vaccine. Although I think more liberal people are pointing at him and saying, Hey, you shouldn't say that. Yeah. It's an opinion show. It's his own show. He could say that. Yeah. Cause if, right? if someone's asking him what his opinion on, on that yeah. status and, but that's, that's the one that's kind of being pushed forward. Yeah. The other stuff is more like doctors or other doctors that, yeah. that got deplatformed de- on, on Twitter. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't go with, you know, the pop or like the opinion of whatever the direction that us or say Canada's mm-hmm. uh, preference of direction yeah. and they're getting deep, deep platform. Mm-hmm. It's, there's no discussion kind of, you know, it's either you're for the vaccine or mm-hmm. you're not for the vaccine. Yeah. And it's like, you- there's no, there's no discussion in between like, you know, someone that's older, mm-hmm. someone that's like, you know, has some disease to begin with like cancer or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, they're more at risk or HIV or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, they should get the vaccine or, I think they're not allowed to take the vaccine if they're, yeah. they're like immunocompromised. But, um, but I, I think it's more so 
they're given he's given them the platform to do to to speak and yeah. these people are they have credentials because they've got papers yeah. published themselves it's not fringe fringe people right yeah one of the doctors that went on was just like you know like i've had a lot of papers published like one of the most published paper which means he does his research and then his peers have reviewed his paper and done redid the research mm-hmm. to to confirm the same findings yeah so just because they don't you know agree with or they're not out there saying like hey get your vaccine mm-hmm. <laughs> they're getting the, the platform and joe yeah. rogan's giving them the platform and he's getting in shit for giving that platform yeah it is kind of strange because we all know that there's a mainstream media you know the, your major u.s networks <laughs> your major canadian networks and they have all these youtubers and podcasts which you know i get a lot of information from youtubers and, and podcasts um these days right i kind of skip the mainstream media side and it's well within joe rogan's right to give these people a a platform obviously if i were to say if he could be less biased by having the other side i've listened to debates that he's had yeah and they they're just turned into a shouting match yeah right but that's why he stopped (laughs) right so i'm thinking like there's probably better ways he could have done it um you know, should he be canceled? Like, there's a lot of people saying he should be canceled. Like, I, I just don't believe in that, really. Yeah. Like, he, Spotify paid the money. He's their main attraction. He still will be their main attraction. Yeah. Even after all this controversy, he's their star. He's their guy. Right? He should be allowed to have people on. Think about it this way. If he was actually meaning to, to be as, like, right-wing aggressive as he is... Mm-hmm. He has a platform to call to call to arms mm-hmm. and people will follow and take his lead. Yeah. But he's not taking that stance. Mm-hmm. So like people have to understand, like if he has that power to do it, he's actually, if what you're disagreeing with, there's a lot of like space for discussion mm-hmm. and, you know, each group's trying to control that, that, you know, that discussion where it's going. It seems to be wrong. Like, if if he's as bad as everyone's trying to make him out to be at this point, mm-hmm. he can easily imagine if someone like Trump has that kind of following. Yeah, what what would he do? Like he, you know, he will just tweet out some shit yeah. as a joke kind of stuff, but does, doesn't realize that what he tweets forces yeah. like will get people to act on it. And they fucking remove that guy from all the social media. Yeah, already. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, first off, like this guy's not. He could make it worse. He can be out there and be like, you know. Fuck it, like yeah. it's me against like it's us against like all these other people. He's not taking that stance, mm-hmm. so it just shows like for for me maybe like the people or the views that might not be with you. But yeah, him as a person, he's not making any extreme thing. I don't think so. But that's what he, that's what like the last couple of, like few weeks that he's they're, been under. It's they're like, leaning they, hard on him. Like there's the other controversy with him saying the n word a bunch of times. Yeah, right. The hard R, N-word, which, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he was saying it in that context. He has a few times where it's like, I don't know. Yeah, he, he went a little bit out there with some of his ideas. You could tell his ideas were a little bit racial. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think most of the times he didn't really mean it in that, in that way. Yeah. But... I think he's learning that that's something you just can't say, whether that's right or wrong. Like, you know, I don't believe his motivation behind it is like hate. He's a comedian. He's trying to make people laugh. Yeah. Right. Even sometimes you cross that line as mm-hmm. well. But, you know, all those episodes got pulled down. Right. Yeah. So all those episodes where he said it, he's embarrassed by it. Yeah. He, he truly is. I think he probably pulled them down. Yeah. Too. Not, I don't think Spotify pulled them down. Yeah. I just think he kind of wants it gone. Yeah. Right? I mean, mistakes were made for him, for sure. Dude, like you always said, like, that podcast was essentially like us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just speaking into the ether, like, yeah. the abyss. Mm-hmm. Like, who, who might even follow? Yeah. And it just kind of kept on snowballing mm-hmm. to, to a point where anyone else, like, obviously people change. Like, you just mentioned, like, this last two years changed you. Yeah. Like, he's been doing this. He's been in this whole podcast game yeah. for, like, 10 years. Yeah. Like, the success, the amount of, like, you know, there's always YouTube clips of him being, like, treating, like, young Jamie, like, like an asshole or something. Like, mm-hmm. oh, all the success gone to his head. That's kind of, like, a troll job, right? But anyone else 
that success could like probably like load him up. I, I I don't know if he's come to terms with the level of influence success that he does have. To him, it's probably still surreal. Yeah, that people are just following him. Dude, he's every, just on a guy word. on fair feather, uh, fair fair factor. Yeah, <laughs> you remember? this is what he said. Like, I mean, the guy who made people eat like bull testicles. Like, <laughs> you really want to listen to this guy and take advice from him? Yeah, right. But at the same time, sometimes he might be presenting like the most even ground like level ground like you said like maybe he's not giving the ground the floor to someone else that's yeah. like more more liberal but at the same time did he not have the cnn like doctor correspondent he, on uh, his Gu- show gupta right yeah yeah he brought him on mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't have to and he brought him on yeah and so it doesn't it's not like he's not willing to kind of accept someone from cnn coming on yeah like cnn probably doesn't want any of their table hosts going on that show yeah for sure yeah i don't know i think i think we're very quick to just cancel there could i mean you could invite joe on your show right i mean have that discussion with him try to change his mind i think yanking people off the air it just gives fuel to the other argument the other side like the whole side will just yell cancel culture and then you kind of have yourself at a stalemate Right? Or you're just trying to cancel. It's the cancel culture. People don't like people don't like that. Yeah. People don't like this whole like snitch, I'm telling, I'm gonna get you fired. <laughs> I'm a Karen and I'm gonna get you fired. People don't like people don't like this. Yeah. Right? It's it's and almost I don't know how like it's, it's so flipped. popular. Dude, it's almost like it's flipped. It's like those high school uh movies, right? You mm-hmm. have like the jock and the popular kid and you have like the nerds, the geeks, you know, the regular in between people. Mm-hmm. It's like the power dynamic had like completely flipped. Yeah. I don't know if people are like more thin skinned, right? Um, people will just deal with it in other ways. Now it's just, we don't want to hear it. We need, I, I wonder how much legitimacy all those arguments that they used to have, how they were arguing against like these safe spaces on campuses and stuff because. We've seen kind of the, the the height of this whole like safe space argument. Now they they're coming for him, right? He he was able to stay out of it for so long. Yeah, being the guy who was bringing guests on, talking about these safe spaces and how they're not good for people, and it finally came for him now. Yeah, right. You know, he had a point. I think he had a point. It's just reached a point where there's no there's no discourse. And you just want to shut it down immediately. Take this guy off the air completely. Yeah. It's just. Well, all those like Spotify uh, artists or like whatever, Neil, Neil Young. Yeah. Leaving the platform. But I was saying like who, to you, yeah. who the hell is listening to Neil Young? On, on Spotify. Spotify. No, I, I'm listening to him on records if I'm a Neil Young fan, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm listening to him on vinyl. I don't know if this is the way to move forward, right? Because. But I know, think there's a separate agenda to it too, because Spotify apparently pays their artists like garbage so yeah, they like do. some of these artists like uh i think one one of them's like india whatever india re yeah yeah uh, she pulled her catalog and then, mm-hmm. but at the same time she went and threw in something like you know they pay joe rogan 100 million yeah. bucks but then they pay me like pennies for my yeah. songs mm-hmm. so i'm like oh is there is this really about joe rogan or is no. it is this about you not getting paid so you think they're co-opting the message in order to a get attention, b kind of push their own agenda, and they're probably thinking about leaving anyways. And this is a convenient way to get publicity. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Because you're not seeing like a Taylor Swift, yeah, or like someone else going out there. I th- I think like you have other like popular people mm-hmm. that are, I don't know, if it's sensible, but like you have like these UFC guys. You know, they had a fight over this weekend. And this one guy was asked about like this Joe Rogan thing, and he's just like, "Hold on, hold on, I'm gonna take this." Out. Like, I think Dana White was being asked this question, yeah, because Dana White owns UFC mm-hmm. or runs UFC, so you know UFC employs Joe Rogan to commentate on the big, big fights. Mm-hmm. So instead, I think someone in, in the presser was asking uh, Dana White this question, and then all of a sudden about the N word, and then. Um, like Israel, uh, a fighter, he, he, he stopped it. He's like, hold on, I'm going to take it. He's a black guy. He's from 
uh, Sudan, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like, like, just basically saying, hey, like Joe Rogan's one of the nicest people that he's ever met in, mm-hmm. in the whole fight game and all, all that stuff. And like, it's like he, he fucks with him. Like, yeah. All these people are trying to bring him down saying that he's like a racist or yeah. whatever. It's like he's never felt it that way. And I don't think he's ever yeah. got that thing. Like, yeah. yeah, maybe like using that N-word thing for or for whatever. or But he's telling a story or whatever. Maybe yeah. he shouldn't have used it or he shouldn't have said it. He should have just used N-word. You know, you can't just cut 10 years worth yeah. of like clips and then paste it in there, right? It's kind of a misconception though. And I want to kind of challenge you on that a bit. Like just because you have black friends or whatever – just because you know you have a nice professional relationship with someone doesn't mean that person's not a racist, right? I think that argument is kind of played out. It's like I'm not racist. I got a black friend. Okay, but like, like if if it is, then there'll be more people that's actually gone had an interaction with Joe Rogan yeah. that he's been racist or discriminated against them. Then they would step forward. It's all these people that's never had a single conversation or face to face interaction with a person, yeah, calling them a racist. Yeah, I think. You're right. You can go from that approach, sure. Sure, if he was a racist, he probably he probably keeps that shit behind like closed doors, yeah. right? He doesn't tell anyone or tells his close friends. There might not be any anecdotes of him doing that to people in public. A lot of people keep it well concealed. Yeah, that's true. Right? I'm not trying to suggest anything. I'm just saying that the argument that, oh, I, I'm not racist because I got so-and-so friends yeah. and replace with any race, with any religion or whatever you want, I just don't think that argument holds water yep right so oh that's I mean, not it, that's not what i would want to say like that's just something that yeah. i've seen like other more public oh public like uh figures that's actually has an interaction or relationship with like joe rogan yeah come up and say like you know or kind of defend him or step up yeah. to him. not someone like the rock kind of like sidestepping after giving his support yeah. and like backing off you know then they've never really had like probably a, a face-to-face interaction the rock needs to make children's movies all right he is not (laughs) fucking with joe rogan at this point he's back off he's got that disney money yeah but like at the same well like i'm thinking someone like let's just pause on your argument there your point because your point is makes sense just because you have black friends doesn't mean you're not racist kind of stuff Mm -hmm. right but like someone like dave Chappelle, Mm -hmm. if he considers joe rogan like a close friend if Joe Rogan is truly a racist, would you not think like someone who would be like Dave Chappelle, if he considers them such good friends, would mm-hmm. be able to see through that bullshit? Because you can eventually see through it because they've, if they've known each other so long, mm-hmm. you know, why would someone like as real as, as woke as real wokeness, yeah. Dave Chappelle not, or still be like, you know, messing with him? Maybe there's a financial advantage towards keeping it quiet. They've toured together. True. Right? I mean, Dave Chappelle is not. I mean, he's one of the more outspoken guys about some of his opinions. I know he's recently gotten in some controversy because he showed up at, like, the town hall meeting and, like, spoke out against affordable housing in his community. <laughs> like, he's just a regular citizen. He's allowed to do it, yeah. right? Just because he's Dave Chappelle doesn't mean he can't do it. But I don't know. It's hard to say. It's really hard, it's really hard to say what's yeah. going on there. I don't know, Right. It could be reasonably believable that he's not racist. I don't know either way. Yeah. So if I don't know either way, then, you know, you're you're innocent until proven guilty. Sure, that stuff is probably shameful for him. (laughs) The the video is shameful for him. Well, anyone that uses the Mm N-word and you crop it out in that style is going to be shameful. Yeah. Right? Like, if you were to drop that word, you know, you probably wouldn't be, you know, super comfortable kind of dropping that word all the time and they splice you in for like a 10 minute nonstop you dropping that word you're gonna yeah. be like god this is embarrassing yeah i should not be using this word as often as i did it's not a word that you just want to just throw out there yeah exactly so it's just well unless you're a rapper <laughs> no you don't you don't say it with the hard r or you can they're allowed to but like <laughs> yeah. i don't know it's all it's all it's all crazy man like i think we reached we long since past the point where we could sit down and talk about this right but they, people demand justice. They demand action. It's all going to blow over eventually. He's going to just continue doing what he's going to do. Yeah. It's it, eventually they're going. We're going to find someone else to talk about, and it's just going to blow over, and we're, we're going to forget it happened. 
but it is almost like a crazy big network versus like Joe Rogan at this point. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you have all these like people that are speaking the truth or not speaking the truth is like subjective, right? Mm -hmm. But like people that are bringing up, you know, their opinion or what they've noticed according to like how, how these big networks like Fox or CNN, you know, NBC, how they want to present like the news. But we know they're upset. We know they're upset because Joe Rogan draws audiences that they only dream of. He's, yeah. He's, I don't know. He doesn't have YouTube anymore, I don't think, right? No. But even probably clips of his videos on YouTube and his Spotify downloads and subscriber rates are what these cable networks, these traditional media networks dream about. Can I, how can I get numbers like this? This guy's out here spitting opinions or facts or whatever he calls them. They don't like it. So they're going to try and bring him down. Yeah. They want to try and bring bring him down. That's the only thing. And I'm not saying that they don't have valid arguments in that case to bring him down. There are valid arguments in there. Whether that should add up to bringing him down is questionable, right? In fact, it might probably just wrong to want that. But everyone thinking that they, they live a perfect squeaky light, no. it's, it's crazy. It is. Like that standard where they're like, yeah, well, but I'm not a public figure. I'm like... Dude, you don't just fucking drop out of your mom's vagina mm-hmm. thinking you're gonna be a perfect, you're gonna be a public figure, and you gotta act perfectly. Like, The Rock went from friggin', you know, people elbowing people <laughs> yeah. into like face of like Disney. Yeah, <laughs> like no one ever thought that's gonna happen. Definitely not. Yeah, it's just kind of strange. You know, I, I don't think these people who are criticizing him take a chance to look in the mirror too and you know I've, I've stopped listening to joe rogan you know personal choice or whatever i don't hate the guy right but these these cable news, net, news networks are even more reckless the way that they're really seem to be ramping up towards some political and like military tension that's happening on the other side of the world yeah they really seem to be gearing up for that they're fucking blood, bloodthirsty yeah like afghanistan was over they made that shit a big deal. The whole the whole pullout. Well, they need to send troops back, like, and now this whole tension with U.S. and Ukraine. They, I, I really think they want this war to happen because they need that rating, man. They're angling towards it right now. It's just COVID, COVID, COVID. What else is there to do? They want they want something. Yeah, it's when news becomes like entertainment. Because you're not re- re- reporting anything that's like yeah. legit. What was that? NBC had a guy that pretend he went into a war zone yeah. when he did it. <laughs> like, he got exposed and now he's gone. Uh, Matt Lauer. Yeah. The whole 24-hour news cycle is just too big to give up. And you can't run that on COVID. And now that Donald Trump is out of office, they need something to like talk about for 24 hours a day. Yeah. Right. What, what better? I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of strange, kind of sad, but you know, it doesn't change the fact, you know, Rogan is the kind of the inspiration for why we're doing this right now. So kind of sucks to see that happen to him. Yeah. I mean, people make choices. Like you said, you, you stop listening to him, but in our earlier yeah. conversations, I did say like, yo, like you said, this podcast came about it. Yeah. You know, we live probably a healthier lifestyle because of him. He's probably encouraged. He's probably like done a lot more good for us than harm. He's uh, never gotten us to, to inject a massive amount of ivermectin. Yeah. <laughs> enough to, enough to, I never, you know. <laughs> I, I never tried alpha brain. <laughs> I never bought any of his sponsored products. Well, I mean, he's got me on that lion's mane. Yeah. <laughs> The lion's mane to vitamin D. He's, you know, fasting, mm-hmm. different workout. No, it's, it's been good. I think, you know, personally, I can't even find time in the day because... No, his, his stuff is so it's long. It's so long, and I got kind of annoyed because I had to switch to Spotify, and I didn't want to do that. Actually, there's not as much ads mm-hmm. uh, on Spotify as I had imagined. Like, I would imagine, like, every single 30 minutes, they're going to cut in an ad. Yeah. But you know maybe once once a like episode but you can skip the ad like you can just pull the time bar all the way down to like one second and just keep on going yeah 
No, let let him do what he's got to do. I don't really. It's about. It yeah. is interesting to talk about. It is interesting to see him in this mess. Um, but I think he's yeah. he, he's he's gonna be fine. Like you said, it's it's gonna move on, move on. It's gonna blow over because he's still putting out podcasts. People mm-hmm. are still hopping on. It's not like. Dude, Neil Young was never gonna go on that on the podcast. No. Oh, the thing is, I, I was kind of lost in a train of thought because it's late. Um, but Neil Young, I think he moved his library to Amazon. It's like I'm teach you guys a lesson. I'm gonna move to Amazon. They really know what's up. <laughs> like, do you know? I don't. Does he know how evil Jeff Bezos is? <laughs> like, does he know how Jeff Bezos runs his company? Does he know how Jeff Bezos? How much money Jeff Bezos has? And how poorly the workers in the warehouse are treated, and how poorly the drivers are treated. Yeah, this man sent a giant metal dick into space, and like, <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like uh, Neil Young doesn't even own his category. Mm-hmm. It's actually another like firm that owns it that purchased the right, mm-hmm. and the firm actually has like connection to CNN. So <laughs> when you when you dig dig in into the details deep enough. You truly understand where, who's making that call, yeah, and why this person that does not have that much streams on Spotify <laughs> is pulling his Conspiracy library. Conspiracy theory, man. You know, it's like, well, why does he care? Does he's been in the game long enough that he knows what's up? Like, this mm-hmm. is all, this is all game. It's all serrate. Now people are like googling, googling Neil Neil Young, like people who haven't heard of him, like trying to figure him out. Like, who is this guy? <laughs> singing some like classic songs but yeah. at the same time you're like when you watch it live you're like i don't know how this guy got famous yeah and how he was so popular kids be hating you know? <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's just more as it's winding down i'm really looking forward to talking about stuff other than then you know people's rights yeah i mean the whole topic is is, is dead i, I think this whole convoy thing was the chance, right? Like, yeah, it was the chance. You hope that this is like the climax. Like, this is it. Mm-hmm. This just, is where the just, history book's gonna be. They disperse the convoy, and now we can start rolling back the restrictions in due time. I'm sure the politicians don't want to be like rolling it back like right away. Uh, they they don't want to encourage more convoys, right? I think there's been like. Uh heavy change in language anyways recently Mm, yeah provincially they're saying even end of march we should probably see nothing yeah i i I just think that you know overall the convoy was effective it may have slowed things down a bit to the point where governments don't want to react right away because it looks like they caved in so it might not have the immediate effect that they wanted would you say like they actually pushed it over maybe it would have they would have kept in the same who knows for the remainder of the year where it'd be the same scheme. I, I think that Ontario happen. I think there's too much pressure. There's too much pressure from everywhere to get rolling, get Canada rolling, get Ontario rolling. Yeah. Right. You even, don't want to, you don't want to be behind to even sports league. Gary Bettman's like, I don't think we're going to have the draft in Montreal or like, we're not doing it virtual and Montreal has no fans allowed. Mm-hmm. We're not looking at doing it virtual. So we're going to look for another city. Yeah. If push comes to shove. Like, people are, are tired of Canada's BS. They want Canada to move on, right? The pressure from outside is going to help Canada move on, help Ontario move on, Quebec, whatever. But the truckers did push that along a little bit. Yeah. But now there's going to be, like, a period of waiting so that the politicians can make that their idea, and then they push it forward. That's just how the game goes. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I'm just happy. Happy because it actually looks close to the end. <laughs> the light is at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, and there may be more, you know, uneasiness to come. But I think we'll just face it as a more free society, right? Like that's a, that's the main thing. I'm trying to get to mm-hmm. freedom of choice, man. I see where to where they're where they're taking this argument. And it's hard to defend once once you bring that in. You're like, mm-hmm. hey, as a government, if you if you deny it, in principle, it is it is you're forcing people to do something, or else you don't have to put a freedom. So, 
yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to let all these people live with their consequences, right? And the consequences can be deadly, right? The government did every medical measure they could, right? Some of the policies were necessary, some weren't, and we'll never know kind of where that line is drawn. But I think the virus life cycle now has kind of led us to, you know, hopefully near the end. <laughs> COVID is just like us after two years. <laughs> Dude, it's late though, so I don't know. Just finished watching the Super Bowl, so. Yeah. All right. Let's call it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs>